This is the Bishop on the Grown Folk Gospel Radio Show. And I have my co-host, The Lioness. And we have a special artist today. And this Bobby New. What's been going on, man? Man, everything. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know if we're talking about personally, musically. What are we talking about? Everything, you know. Just, you know, know that you have to think on it with your daughter. But as far as musically, too, I've seen uh, the gospel music that you're doing now. And I really like it. I think you're doing a great job. I really appreciate it, man. I'm, uh, I mean, musically, I mean, I, I just moved to Illinois maybe like five months ago and I'm originally from California. Right. So I feel like, you know, God put me in a smaller place so that he could really quiet the noise. Um, gotcha. yeah. And so, cause my wife is from uh, Champaign, Illinois, it's where the, uh, the university of Illinois is the fighting Illini. And for years she's been like, babe, let's move back there. It's better for family. You know, it's slower. They got seasons. You know, I'm from Cali. I'm like, man, ain't no way. And it's funny because literally I told God with the pandemic happening and thing and it being a, a, um, a recession, you know, with the money I made in California, it's basically recession proof. God just showed me in so many different ways. I told him, I said, make it plain, man. If I'm supposed to move there, then make it plain. And boy, did he. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> So a house became available. I mean, just so many things that lined up where you just knew it was him. So that's that. And then musically, you know, I dropped uh, a couple songs last year, which was Where Would I Be? And then Fiesta, which that story is hilarious. We'll talk about that whenever you, you know, play that song. And I, I really stepped out on faith last year. I mean, I, what God was telling me, because I don't know what you know of me, but I come from, you know, the boy band or the boy group, the Neutrons, back in the yeah. day. When I was about 15, which was many moons ago, um, I yeah. look young, but I'm pretty old. So. <laughs> it runs that in was, the blood, though. It runs in the blood. That was 1990. I thought I was going to be Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you are my age, Motown 25 was pivotal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And finally, we, we got a record deal. But also, if you know anything about my family, you know, my dad is like the ghetto mayor of San Francisco, or he was, I should say. <laughs> he was a, in, a, in, in my DNA. Why did I be the ghetto mayor? Because <laughs> That's all was, I need to know. <laughs> because he was a pimp. So I come from, in my DNA, I come from gangster pimping. You know what I mean? Okay. So okay. For, for, for God to have snatched me up and have me doing a gospel of music, it's, it's nothing less than a miracle because... The stuff that's in my DNA. And that's what people don't pay attention to. Like, what's running through your DNA? Like, what was your grandfather doing? What was your great-grandfather doing? What was your father doing? What was your mother doing? What, what were their people doing? Because that same blood is running through your, your veins. And, and when I say that, I just mean how the flesh reacts to things. You know, there's spirit and there's flesh. There's a war going on, you know what I'm saying, between those two. Um, you know you preaching, though. You preaching. I mean, I, I got no choice because I'm, I mean, even like, you know, as we speak right now, I'm, I'm, I'm at war. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's just, it's a spiritual mm -hmm. warfare going on all the time. Even with what happened with my daughter, I just realized in the spirit, I've come to a place. And that's why I can even do this interview because after I got up off the mat, 
You know what I'm saying? After I'm crying, after I'm upset at God, after I'm upset at the people that did it, mm. I'm, the spirit is saying to me, you can go one way or the other. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's how I felt in my flesh. Right. And my spirit mm. is like, okay, so, so what are you going to do? You know what I mean? And when I got up off the mat, what I decided was this thing has brought me to my knees. Mm. It's brought me to my end. And we both know when you, when you get to your end, that's kind of where God picks up the slack. For me, it's too much to bear. It's too much to think about. It's too much of a burden, right? What I came to is, God, I'm, I'm giving it all to you. I'm giving it all to you because I, I alone cannot deal with it. It's too much. It just made me realize how I needed to lean into him even more so in my faith and in my praying and even the, the, the justice of it. I've given that to God because I know that he says it. Give it to me and, and vengeance will be his. And so now I'm not even concerned about who did it. All I'm concerned about is what kind of quality of, my, of life is my daughter going to have? Because she's, she's, yeah, she's surviving. We don't know what her brain function is going to be. With that being said, I've, I've given it all to him. I'm going to glorify him no matter what. The beauty what is he is a absolute healer. Absolutely. Thank you, God. Bishop, yeah. can, you, can you pray? Ooh, yes. Thank you. Father God, Lord, Father God, we ask that you bless us to, uh, to come together, to be on one accord, that you bless this, this, this uh, memorable show to be in memory of his daughter. Uh, bless his life, bless his family, uh, bless her to have complete healing. Have your way in his life and in her life or whatever direction that you decide that you want to go with this situation. But we know what kind of God that we serve, and we serve Almighty God. So Lord, Father God, we ask you that you bless us today. And that this show be an inspiration to other people and you would draw them closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let me tell you one more powerful thing that I got out of this. Let's right? go. That, and that is our wives, our, our husbands, they belong to God. Our kids, they belong to God. And he gets the last say, right? We all have our own path that we walk, right? We're mm -hmm. all going to be standing there at the gates alone. What he gave me was, listen, she's mine. Mm. I know how to feel about it, but she's mine. And so if I say the journey's over, the journey's over. If I yeah. say it gets to keep going, it gets to keep going. Yeah. And I promise you, when I got off the map, that was what he gave me. And that's what put it into perspective with me. And obviously, you guys know, if you have kids as a parent, that's the hardest possible, even if you got a wife or a yeah. husband, that's the hardest possible thing to do is be like, okay, God, like I realized they were yours before they were mine. Mm. Yes. And so that's, 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 that's where I'm at with it. Hmm. Lord to God. I lost, I lost the son, so I, I'm, I'm, my heart is there for you and your and your family, especially your daughter, Ronnie. We are keeping her covered for sure. Your strength is all God. I know it's all God. And I thank you for allowing him to be in you to keep you going. When it happened, I was, a God, I was like, God, what is this? You know what I mean? You just want to know how, you want to know why. I'm sure you know. The crazy thing is I, my mom went through this with my brother, with my twin brother, who has the same name as my daughter. And it's the same injury. And it's 30 years later. And my mom died at 49 because she never recovered. Mm -hmm. she, she didn't have the kind of faith that I had. She didn't have the relationship with Christ. So she depended on other things to medicate, if you understand what I'm saying. I definitely did. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. So she, I haven't even, like, this is my first time talking to anybody. I mean, I've kind of been hibernating. Um, and the praise report is that my daughter is already a miracle. Thank God. Like, the, the bullet went yeah. from the right side, inside the right side and came out the left side. 
I got there, they told me she was, even for me making it there, that's a miracle. I just happened to be in Vegas, you know what I'm saying? So I got there faster. I'm praying the whole time, five hours, because, you know, flights were messed up in December. So I'm praying the whole time. God, I, I just wanted to make it there. And so I made it there. You know, she's on life support. They show me the CT scan. It's, you know, there's it's fractured. It's, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's, it's bad. They're telling us, like, she's not going to make it through the night. You guys should get all your family together and say your goodbyes. And literally the next morning, when the doctor came in there, she wiggled her toe. And that, to me, I'm trying to, when I, when I say it to you, I can't well, even put it in words. Like, well, she, but she, she showed them, I'm in here. They were trying to get us to withdraw care. Oh, wow. Over three weeks later, she's breathing on her own. She continues to get better. Are we, are we still, uh, you know, in an in a uphill battle? Absolutely. She gives us hope. And I just want to say thank you. And thank you to you. And thank you to Greg and everybody else. Thousands of people that are praying because I went on the news. It became a national thing. But I only went on the news because the police wasn't doing nothing. Yeah. So I was trying to put fire to their feet. And what ended up happening is something so beautiful. It went viral on Instagram. And all these people, pastors reaching out, their church, I mean, thousands of people praying for my child and I believe that's what's keeping her going and that's what's keeping her alive and so I just want to say I, the power of prayer the miracles that God is doing can't nobody tell me nothing can't nobody can't be shaken I cannot he didn't have to allow me to make it there he didn't have to allow me to be able to hold her hand sing to her kiss her on the cheek while she was still warm mm -hmm. and I, you know they say but God but God, in all those situations, and that's what I, I don't take any of them for granted because I've gotten those phone calls where they, someone's frantic on the phone and they say, your mother's gone, your brother's gone, your father's gone. You know what I mean? Like I've gotten those calls and I know what that feels like. So to be on the other side of it where now I get to pray for her and I get to give God something miraculous to do. Come all the way through. I'd much rather be on this side is all I can say. And so, hey, God. You started with Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, church you better, baby, I better get up and run right now. <laughs> Ooh, y'all ready? Yeah. <laughs> I'm already know. finished out. I think, I think God is leading our, our show in a different I direction. I was going to call you this morning like, girl, I can't do the show, man. I can't do it, man. But yeah, now I'm really happy I did because I just feel your spirit. I feel her spirit. And it's actually bringing me joy on the inside. And I, I, I'm really happy that I did come and do this with you guys because obviously when you when you keep it all inside, it's 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 tough. It can be. And, you know, God gives us outlets. I once had somebody tell me because I was afraid to grieve and didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to impose my feelings on anybody else, you know, because when you lose, you know, losing in my case. But when you have a child even that has been wounded, it's hard not to respond and and be in that moment for a while, right? So we glad you're here. We glad I'm glad your spirits are lifted. We we just getting started, you know, we just getting started in the praise party. I'm ready to run already, Bishop. I'm like Man, ready to I'm run. Telling you, I'm telling you, it, it is so inspiring to hear him speak and to, uh how God has moved in his life. I mean And I think what you said in the very beginning, we battle, we're battling flesh and spirit all the time. So if we can have a sound that kind of pulls the person that's battling into gospel because you have a you have a a familiar sound then why not so i support all things bobby new i i want to hear a song though can we listen to a song bishop hey, which one i'm gonna ask greg which one you playing first man is that the i want to play deliver 
Can I do that? <laughs> deliver. Can I, can I do deliver? So let me tell you about deliver. Let's talk about delivered. Or do you want to play it first? Okay. No, go ahead. So delivered, and this is just so funny. This song, I wrote this song probably more than 10 years ago. I switched over from R&B to gospel more than 10 years ago, right? Because I'm a songwriter. And if, you're, if you want to be a good songwriter, it has to be authentic to your life. When I was writing R&B stuff, when I, I was in that world, I was in the clubs, I was chasing women. I was, so we got to get into my testimony and we will. But Delivered is my testimony in a song. It talks about me, you know, what I went through in my upcoming, me seeing my dad being violent with mm -hmm. my mom, me spending some time in a group home. Everything I'm talking about on that song is real life. Me seeing my twin die at 16, like all those things are in that song and me saying that I went through a point in my life of tearing up my life because as black people, we don't get therapy, right? Mm -hmm. so my, my therapy was women. What I realized is I don't care how much sex you have. I don't care how many women you have. I don't care how many cars you got, how many houses you got, how many record deals you got. Guess what? At night, if you don't deal with those tragedies, those pains, those things that you need to, to get out, only Jesus can fill that hole. That's what I came to. The anxiety was ridiculous. Yeah. You know why? Because I couldn't be alone with myself. That's why. Oh, Bobby, no. Mm. And so delivered is about that. I realized that only God could deliver me from myself. Yeah. 
for the God. This is Greg Fisher, the Bishop on the Grumpful Gospel Radio Show. And that was my man, Bobby Newt. What's going on, brother? Man, I get emotional just watching it. Good Lord. Man, that song was awesome. That song is a, it's, it's my testimony in a song, man. You know what I'm saying? And now, like, that, that song was, was where I was in my life at that time. Now it's funny because there's so many other songs. It's, I've, I've moved more towards worship now because yeah. now God has, has, you know what I'm saying? He's healed me of a lot of those things. And so now it's like, it's, it's like what now? Now I'm in a, in a position of worship. Yeah. So tell your fans and the audience where you come from and what started to get you into the gospel music ministry. Well, I'm originally from San Francisco, California. Um, I lived in LA. I've lived in LA. We probably moved to Illinois probably for the last 22 years, um, just down there writing and doing, you know, music and, and, and entertainment, period. Um, I come from the streets of San Francisco. Um, my dad was a, you know, a gangster pimp. My mom was one of the greatest humans that ever lived in terms of just having a really good heart. And that was the balance because people ask us, you know, me and my brothers and sisters, like, how are you guys? you know, how are you guys doing so well because of what we come from? And really it was the balance of, you know, my father being in the streets, but then my mother being the thing that was sustainable. You know what I mean? Being, being, having such a good heart that all her kids had that. And so we didn't, we didn't gravitate towards the street side. You know what I'm saying? We all work. We all, we all contribute to society. You know what I'm saying? And then I would say probably when I was 28, 29 that's when god i actually it was I, my last try at being a, a mega star being being what i thought this r&b star like like look like r kelly or or tank or i thought i was gonna be one of those guys that did these sex songs right and at 28 i signed to death row like that was my last try and i was i i went up and it's like a movie i went up to the prison and and and, and auditioned for should night while he was still in jail and you auditioned for Shook Knight while he was in jail? Yep, you just walk around in that little circle. I don't know if you've ever visited anybody in prison, but you just walk uh, around. That's why I'm trying to see that. So you know, you know I'm telling it like it is. So <laughs> me, me, me and my gangster father and my brother went up there and I auditioned for him and he put us on the, sh on, the on the death row starter kit. You got a car, you got a death row chain, and you got a monthly, and, and, he, would pay, and he would pay you monthly. And so I was on a death row starter kit for about a year. I was recording songs, and then people started getting killed. And my dad was like, yeah, no, we're done with death row. And so <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. And so, so after that, uh, I kind of started writing songs again. I was up around. I was up, up in the underdog building, and one of the, one of the guys was, was a kind of a, he wanted to be mainstream. He ended up doing No Air with Chris Brown and Jordan Sparks. He made a lot of money. But while he was trying to, create himself, uh, I told him like, hey man, because I had helped him, I introduced him to the underdogs. And so I told him, let's, I was like, hey man, I, I really want to start working on, I've been wanting to work on gospel, that's where I am now. I'm, you know, I'm, I started being faithful to my, my girlfriend who you saw in the video, Courtney Lynn Russell, who's now Courtney Lynn Russell Newt. Um, she was the person that God gave me to help me make these changes. Because, yeah. I told you, I'm the most honest person you're going to meet, I'm really shallow. Like she, she, God had to give me something to be faithful to. And he did. You know what I mean? And so but she also met me. And that's what I need women to understand. She also met me at a time where I was tired and I was ready. Okay. 
I was ready. I was ready to do something different. I told you guys I had gone as far as I could go. So from 28 to 29, or should I say, no, 29 to 30, I was faithful to her. And I, I, my friend, one of my, I call him my most spiritual friend, he kept telling me like, hey, man, I told you guys I had that anxiety. He kept telling me, hey, man, there's something else. You need to try this something else. And that something else was church. And he kept telling me like, man, you guys, I'd be like, man, I ain't going to no church. Church? Hey, I'm like, oh, what's church going to do? And so eventually I had come to my end and I tried the church. And when I walked in there, it just felt different. It felt different, right? And I walked in there and the, the church was an accountability church. It was a small okay. church. This pastor would literally call you out. Like, if you start falling asleep, he'd be like, Bobby, wake up. Like, that's, that's, that's how it was, right? And so we would meet with him, me and my girlfriend, and he'd be like, y'all can't be shacking up. Y'all can't be just sleeping with each other and be singing my choir. Y'all got to get yourselves together. And so I knew I wasn't going to be like Paul celibacy was not going to be a thing for me. So, <laughs> hey, you got to be honest with who you are, right? Okay. And so I said, I told her like, hey, like we need to talk about, we need to think about getting married. And so we started doing the counseling classes. They said I wasn't ready. They said she wasn't ready. My, her parents were like, are you nuts? This dude has five kids with four baby mamas. Are you out of your mind? Right? No, they, mama, did, they do guys like that too. I know they do guys like that. I know they do women like that. My mom mom was an old school woman who was like, you know, you need a woman who's going to take care of you, who can cook and who can play. This girl is too young. So she wasn't rolling either. So neither side was rolling. The pastor told us he he didn't think we was ready. I thought we was ready. So we went we went to Vegas and we got married. And that was uh, almost 18 years ago. So you was ready. I was ready. Yeah, and I never, I ain't never looked back. I remember driving from Vegas and looking at my ring and realizing the circle that it was, and how that, how that thing, right, has started to break the generational curse. Because people in my family don't, they don't mm. get men. They womanize. And they even the women, they, 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 mm. they, they stay with one man. You know what I'm saying? And like I have walked that out in front of them, and if they ain't never seen a healthy relationship, guess what? They've seen mine now, and so they know that it's possible. You know what I'm saying? They know that it can happen. They know that somebody can really change. Because I've been on the tour. I've been on tour with Tank. The temptation never stops. Women don't never stop being beautiful. They don't never stop being attracted to. What happens is, as a mature Christian man, and I say this because you need to be mature, and you need God, and you need the Holy Spirit to help you look to the end of a thing. Mm. Right? We've been to Vegas. We've been hanging out, me and Tank, and my friends with beautiful women. And they, they tell the women, Bobby will dance with you. He will have a good time. But at the end of the night, Bobby is going to his own room by himself. <laughs> I'm saying like he, he got married. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's a married man. The maturity, right? It helps you see to the end of the thing, meaning like the chase. Because with men, it's all about the chase. And that's what they ain't going to tell you. It's all about the chase. Once the chase happens, once you get what you want, you don't even like that woman no more. I'm talking about 30 seconds after. And that's what? what I know. With my wife, I want to cuddle. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Well, I don't, I'm done. It's the, it's the truth, though, ain't it, Greg? So, it so that's, what, that, that's why that, that I don't care how pretty a woman oh, wow. is. I don't care how young she is. I don't care what it is. That it, I won't do it because I know me and my wife have something that's so much more special than the physical. That's right. 
That's good. Right, glory to God. This is the Mountain Moving Healthy Living segment with Natural Solutions. Let's talk about anxiety. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? We know that the gospel deals with um, uh, parts of anxiety because um, we get right with God, Acts 238 and all that. But we have to realize that we are a threefold being. We have a body, we have a soul, and we have a spirit. And primarily, those that are in church focus mainly on the soul and on the spirit. And that body gets neglected. Well, we have a lot of faith, but very little wisdom. And our wisdom has to catch up to our faith. And that's why we have natural solutions. The natural cause of anxiety, that's what we're going to focus on. The natural cause is a nutritional deficiency of the 90 nutrients and a lack of chromium and vanadium, which falls into the blood sugar category of deficiencies. And so normally, if you're taking uh, prescription drugs and you don't know how to fix yourself, you're just managing the symptoms. Anytime you're sick and you can't really get to the root cause of that illness and then reverse it through natural means, that will cause anxiety in and of itself. So I, I've learned that people have anxiety a lot of times with different illnesses, but anxiety itself uh, from a natural standpoint, like I said before, is, is a deficiency of the 90 nutrients and uh, chromium and vanadium. And so what do we do? We give you our product Sweeties, which is one of the best blood sugar regulators, if not the best blood sugar regulator that um, one particular doctor, Dr. Glidden, Peter Glidden said he's ever seen. And so, and he's seen a lot. So um, give us a call if you would like to um, uh, fix your health challenge and um, also help someone else. Maybe it may not be you, but you heard this and you know someone that needs this. So give us a call at 317-709-8045. That's 317-709-8045. Or you can visit us on the web at stopsickness.info. That's stopsickness.info. And let us know when you call that you heard about us on this radio program. Se lo sé, lo sé, he pasado tanto tiempo desde que estuvimos juntos. Lo sé, lo sé, lo sé, que he estado sufriendo, pero sé conmigo To the Grown Folk Gospel Radio Show It's your girl Danette Elkins A.K.A. The Lioness And I'm here with the man Greg Tishner The Bishop And we just want to thank you For tuning in to part one Of Bobby Newt On the Grown Folk Gospel Radio Show So tune in next week For part two As we talk about his family His life and his ministry. God bless.
Bishop. Glory to God. 